seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and Havlicek steals it. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung line drive, let's see you. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts. Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I am your host, Sean, here with the whole gang tonight. And and your host, Wes, and your host, Neil, and your host, Adam. Yes! We're all here. The hostesses with the most. We're the mostesses hostesses. The hostess mostess. <laughs> we're just rolling. We're just rolling like an 18 wheeler. Yeah, buddy. Rolling like a big shot. No, I, I, I thought you were going to go into I your mean, rendition. No, we, just, we just left you hanging there. We I, did. I knew that's what you that's wanted. That's like Tom Brady looking for everybody to high five him on the sideline. Nobody, nobody. Never compare yourself to Tom Brady, first of all. Oh, <laughs> that is, that is but it's But listen. Sometimes, got to tease you a little bit. You you can't just expect me. What you think I'm a dog? That you just throw the bone and I chase it? I wag my tail. You've got that dog in you, and you sing like the heavenly angels. I do sing like an angel. So I was expecting you to drop a note. See, but you were expected. Expected, unexpected. Favorite song is "How Great Thou Art." It is a good one. That is a good one. Which, by the way, Adam's memo. Got a nurse to sing got, that song. Got, got nurse Bobby to sing that song in the hospital, and it went viral. It did. That's pretty cool. It did. You haven't shared with your family the meaning of that song, have you? Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, if they listen now, you're going to have lots of explaining. I, I'm going to get a lot. I'm going to get a lot of messages. So how great they are. You don't want to know. Neil likes to have that playing on during sexy time. I mean. <laughs> Now they know. They don't, they, don't have to text you. They, they don't even have to message me. But but it's not that I like it. It just popped up once. That's what. <laughs> once. 
No, actually three times. Hey, you know, it's amazing to me that we can do such a quality coaches show. <laughs> and ten minutes later, completely off the rails. Well, but that's it's the, like we have to hold it all in. But it's quality. No, but listen, there have been several times that I've said things on the show, and you can see Adam getting all like, he has to hold back the giggles. Yeah. And he's like, why would you? We were talking about the swimming things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you're deeply rooted in the community. Oh, my God. What's your favorite stroke? What's your favorite stroke? And I'm just over here like this. <laughs> Dying to go. That's what she said. <laughs> I couldn't even believe he would do that. Again, expect the unexpected. That's so funny. Roll on, roll on, roll on. 18 so we're two games into the NBA Finals. We're tied up 1-1. Lucky, lucky. Listen, the Miami Heat live and die by the three-point shot. Duncan Robinson caught fire in that yeah. fourth and quarter. And it's not going to happen very many times. I mean, Him and, you know, whatever the other guy's name is. Vincent. Yeah, Gabe Vincent. Yeah. So uh, Hero didn't play last night, but they say he's cleared for game three, right? Well, here's what I know is that – Jamal Murray got off a pretty good shot attempt last night at the buzzer, and it rimmed out. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they were down 10 points with like two and a half minutes to go and almost tied the game. But if that game goes to overtime, Denver wins. Yeah. Um, I think that's that gives Denver all the fuel they need to – if Miami wins another game, I would be surprised. And, and <laughs> Coach Malone – didn't hold back throwing his guys under the bus after the game, basically saying, well, that's what happens when we don't hustle, you know. And, like, Neil and I were talking about this earlier today. Jokic is like I, – I don't know what he is, but he is the craziest, messiest, floppingest, greatest basketball player that I've ever seen. In the words of Michael Jordan and one of our top – Sports movies, Space Jams, whatever it is, you got a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. He's drinking Mike's specials. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, I don't think he has the longevity. He's probably got five years left. Well, I mean, I, he's I just, already in the league, what, eight or ten years? Five years, that's a 15-year right. career. That's yeah. solid. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, he's wearing down pretty fast. Have you – I, I, I told Sean this earlier, have you seen his interview – where I didn't realize that Mike Malone had been his head coach the entire time in the NBA. I didn't realize that he had been in Denver that long. But uh, he asked, you know, what has changed with with Coach Malone? And, you know, that's what got brought that up. He was like, I, the minutes he gives me, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's giving me more minutes. That's basically all that's changed. And, and they they were, they said, yeah, but, and he goes, that, 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 that's it. That's I mean, it. That's, that's it. Yeah. He's giving me more minutes. Yeah. That's that's he has not changed from the first day I he got. He's in, such in a he, humble guy. In in how he treats me and how he like nothing's changed. Yeah, I mean, and and Malone at this point is one of the longest term NBA coaches. I mean, you're seeing two of them battle off in the NBA Finals. Yeah, him and Spolstra. Yeah, and I get you know Spolstra. The only person that's longer tenured than him is Pop. Yeah. And Pop is, at this rate, is going to break everybody's record. I don't know that Red Arbach, watch out. Yeah. Greg Popovich. I mean, he, he he waited long enough so they could get to draft Wimby Yo Mama. Bad pick. No way. Bad pick? No. Flop. No. Wimby is a stud. Sam Bowie, Greg Oden, flop. 
Oh, he's better than them. I didn't say he wasn't better. I said he's going to be flawed. Mm. He's not Chet, though. He's better than Chet. Flawed. <laughs> right on the counter. Just a flaw. Just put it out there. I, I, I tend to be in Neil's corner he's there. He's a flopper. I, I don't think that he's going to be. The only reason you two are doubting him is because he's four. No. And he's an international player. Done, it doesn't have anything. Yeah. We're, if he we're was, just talking about Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, but Jokic developed into this, just like Giannis has developed into what he is. Wimby is already there. No. Yes. Have you did seen, you have see you the video of the little kid that was three foot shorter than him and muscled him out of the way and did everything he wanted to do? I could care less. Well, I mean, you know who he's going to be mentored by? Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. Spurs already announced it. They're his mentors. That's three pretty good guys to get to. They're going to get you right. If it was just Duncan, it would be enough. I think I think Tim Duncan's the next coach in San Francisco. I agree with that. Why are you always adjusting my mind? No, that was number three. That's my that, who just number no, three. Word it got a lot louder in my headphones. <laughs> You're a two. You're number four. I'm number four. four. What happened? I don't know. Well, you you see, you moved three. That's what happened. I was always three. <laughs> um. So, the Suns hired a new coach. Did they? They did. Yeah. I, no, John Boyd. They, they were. They, <laughs> they hired from Baskin Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, it, we are in the churning the old coaches thing here once again. Listen, if you get on the carousel, if you get on the NBA coaches carousel, you always have a horse to ride on. It doesn't care how bad you are. We're like, ah, yeah, we'll take you. He'd be stumbling around, bumbling around. Let's fall sudden, off the carousel. One of the one of the uh, carts catches. It's like here come the Raptors. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Raptors, Neil, you got a nice Raptors hat on. Thank right? you so much. That's a nice throwback. Thank you, Mitchell and Ness. Do I mean? Did the Suns really improve with that? No. Hat? No. The only thing they're going to do is play better defense now. Well, I told Sean earlier. The key to that whole hire is they, they paid that top assistant who's interviewed for uh, uh, other jobs, and he was Monty Williams' right-hand guy. They paid him $2 million or $3 million a year, I think. He's the highest-paid assistant coach in the NBA now. And they paid him. He's it's, the coach in waiting. Yeah, it's, it's, as, as soon as Frank Vogel does what Frank Vogel does and screws up, Craps the bad. He's, he's getting I mean, hurt. he'll have two years, probably, maybe. His best coaching job was in Indianapolis. Well, I mean, he did a pretty good job in the bubble, too, with the Lakers. Yeah. But the bubble, though. The bubble. But they did win what, the championship. What's wrong with the bubble? They still played games. They still played there was no there, there was no home court right, advantage. There was, there was no atmosphere. Then that should, but they all, they all played on the same level. That should tell you. Right. right. I, yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. The bubble year is its own entity. It's the bubble year. It's got an asterisk. It does. But they didn't have an advantage over anybody else. I don't know. Other, other than the fact that Anthony Davis and uh LeBron were both healthy. Right. So what was they didn't have they didn't have the grind of the year. They're not they're not, right. they're because, not traveling. They're not they're not doing all things. Because they but took, everybody was on the same page with that. Right. I understand that. But they took a break for months with COVID. Yeah. Then they came back, and then there was a shooting, right? Maybe. And they protested the bubble in the bubble. 
for a little while. I, I, I do I do think I remember that. I mean, 2020 was such a messed up year. I, I mean, they, they protested in the bubble. Yeah. They, they decide they're not playing. So then they come back. Anthony Davis is fresh. LeBron's fresh. How are they not going to win? Yeah. Well, they did. They did win. Can yeah. we talk about something I care about more than NBA? Yeah, well, I'm done with it. You don't care about LeBron James? No. I would, I would not care if I never had to hear LeBron James' name again. LeBron, 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 LeBron. LeBron so, LeBron. <laughs> let's talk about something I really care about. Neil, you started an adventure today. I did start an adventure today. You want to talk about it? Tell everybody what's going on? I sure do want to talk about it. So, when I was a young lad, about eight years old, you know, you'd, you'd be watching TV in your bedroom. I don't know. You all didn't have TV in your bedroom because you only had one TV and dad had the controller. And you, that, you, you were, the they were the remote. And, you know, slapping back the head, go change the TV channel. You, change, you, you all, does that bring back memories? No. Okay. Because, because you don't remember. That's why what? we didn't have a remote. Wes, you were the remote. That's, that's literally what, what he just said. Wes, turn your hair. <laughs> I've been through that one. The CTEs get to, yeah. he got hit in the back of the head he too did. many times. So I would see commercials all the time about, I didn't know what it was at the time, but it's called flare bartending. And that's where they flip the shakers and the bottles and they double pour. Anyway, long story short. Flare? Flare is what it's called. Flare bartending. Woo! Right. Oh, God, that was, <laughs> that was that because, is that Rick's brother? It's, uh, no, they're not brothers. I, I think they're third cousins. Okay. Flare bartending and Rick Flair, I think, are third cousins. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Uh, on their mom's side. Uh, but. Yeah, don't forget that part. Right. But uh, I started bartending school today. Yeah, I did. So what was it? Just introduction today? Today or? was just was, it was just introduction day. We uh, worked on our free pour. So the free pour for the people that don't know that is where you don't use a measuring device. It's a timing in your head, and you pour an ounce at a time. Like so, for the spirits that are added to your drink, you. Have a time in your head, and it's, so it goes off a metronome. I would have to be sitting there going, "Okay, that's enough." That's okay. right. That's why I was about to ask: Like, is everybody's time in their head different? Like, well, can you put two when somebody else does one? No, so, so four. Here it is. You're so good. it's a metronome, which is is based off 120 beats per minute. So every every beat is a quarter ounce. So. Four beats should be an ounce. Eight beats, two ounces. So, in my... That's what she said. <laughs> Four beats is an ounce? <laughs> Sorry. That was one of those deeply... That was one of those that's deeply the first time I've ever seen him look confused. Out of, that's what she said, Joe. Because I'm confused by it. I don't... My... My, he was thinking alcohol. You all are thinking something different. My, my that was one of those deeply rooted comments. <laughs> my equipment doesn't work that way, I don't guess. Uh, but <laughs> we haven't hit that age yet. <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh, that's four beats in an ounce. <laughs> Put it in the fridge. <laughs> so, so in my so in my mind, it's you know, it's a you. You pick the bottle up, you pour it one, two, three, four, put it down, and that theoretically should be an ounce of. In our school, we don't have actual alcohol. It's it's dyed water because you don't want a bunch of drunkards. Uh, that makes sense, right? 
So we, uh, so I am proud to say that more times than not, my four count in my head, those voices are working out, was right. I was pretty spot on today with my free pour. So it was four hours. Uh, we got cut. We got we got cut loose a little early today. It was. It ended up being about three three hours. Is the free pour all you worked on? We so we did a so he started with like an like an orientation part and then went into the first lecture, which was highball and rock strings. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> the highball got gotcha. the, the highball. <laughs> so the, the highball been, been a long time since Sean West has had highball. Oh no. <laughs> Sean's like, how did I get brought into this? I know what a highball is. Yeah, we know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, a highball is your Jack and Coke, your uh, vodka cranberry. It's it's a X plus Y. So, it is a spirit plus a mixer. That's the universal formula for a highball. Yep. Any, any, anything that is two ingredients in a garnish is considered a highball. And a rocks is anything that's over ice. Boom. <laughs> You learned a lot today. And then we went from that into, I mean, I think he showed us 35, 40 drink mixes today. How many people are in this class? Just five in my five. class. I have an old cat who's about 60. <laughs> uh, and I have a young guy that... He'll is, have a hard time remembering all this stuff. Uh, he's a, a <laughs> His guy, counter was probably way off. A young guy that uh, works at Buffalo Wild Wings, and he's like, yeah, I see the bartender at Buffalo Wild Wings. And so he's there, and then some girl who is uh, 20 and was a server, and she thinks this is the next logical progression. And then a uh, foreign lady who... Uh, Basically said her family was in the restaurant business and she would want to be involved in it. She thinks the money's in alcohol. And then you had me. It's like, I'm the teacher by trade and was just looking for something to do. I always wanted to do this. I thought it was cool. <laughs> and you showed up like this. Yes. Was it? I have no problems with it. Obviously. You've made mention of it no less than five times since I walked in. You I just absolutely have a problem with that no. show. <laughs> I, I the outfit is as colorful as I've ever seen him. Which is a backhanded compliment from Wes right now. I just said it's great. Yeah. It's like, that shirt looks great. I wouldn't wear it, but it looks great. I, it totally sounds like something my dad would have said back in the day going, that's what you're wearing? Yeah, I, I <laughs> that's, didn't say that. Listen, I got I dad it as soon as I walked in. Oh, you walked in wearing that today. <laughs> okay, our color's here. Yeah. That, that's what he said. <laughs> I didn't say that. That was him. Oh. I said he was our color man. He gave me a backhanded compliment a couple weeks ago. I had a long sleeve dry fit shirt on. He said, no. well, it looks better on you. Never mind. I was like, I know you're going to say that on Robbie Graham. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to take that? <laughs> right. That's funny. But, but one day in, I really enjoyed it. So you, you, you said it's what, four days a week for how many weeks? Four days a week for three weeks. Afterwards, we have to take a written test that, that, that we have to pass, and then we have a skills test that you have to test out on. And uh, do you have to pass both those things to be a certified, certified bartender? 
And the skills test is you, they give you 20 drinks to make, and you have to make said drinks correctly in eight minutes. Do you have to do it from memory, or is there like a sheet there? I have to do it from memory. Do you have to show up like, you know, the movie cocktails and flip the bottle up over your head? And all well, that's called flair bartending. They're just teaching us basic bartending. We can work on the flair. Woo! <laughs> Sean, you okay? Yeah, I turned it down so y'all wouldn't do that again. Uh, but, so, we have a a free pour competition on Thursday. Uh, is there is spectators allowed? I don't know. I don't care. You can come anytime you want to. Oh, He's going to deliver bread oh. and be at the school. <laughs> so, uh, I say we all just show up and bring the uh, mobile... Uh, <laughs> and the mobile unit, the mobile unit. <laughs> and podcast it. So uh, the winner of the free pour competition gets an additional thirty seconds on their on their on, the test. on their on their skills portion. And you said your time was pretty good today. I'm pretty good. So you're like bring it on. I mean, listen, I I would have done it today just because that's that's how I am. He's like, let's do it because. Uh, told the guy, he's like, well, you know, you're. I was like, it's just water. I mean, what the heck? Like, it's not like we're wasting anything. It's it's water. It's just gonna go down the drain. It's gonna re- recycle through eventually. So makes sense. Who do you think's the worst? I don't know. We didn't really get to do anything other than free pours, and I'm so my money's on the old man. So the kind of where I'm leaning. So the bar set up. They they have five whales in the back. So I learned a lot today about bars. So. Uh, whale is where the bartender works behind the bar. So you have your you have your whale liquor, which is typically cheaper stuff, and then you have the stuff that's on the on the risers behind the counter. That's that's your more expensive stuff. Uh, so like in terms of bourbon, uh, like a Kentucky gentleman would be a whale bourbon because it's junk. <laughs> <laughs> you know your Heaven Hill vodka is a whale vodka because. It's junk. But a lot of your whale stuff is mixed, supposed to be mixed where you can't taste it anyway. So it doesn't matter that it's junk. You're going to use this, this, uh, Heaven Hill vodka to make a sea breeze or, you know, they're like a cranberry vodka. So people don't order those drinks to taste the alcohol. They t- they order those drinks because they're out with friends and they feel like they have to order a drink. That was a lot more interesting than the NBA talk. One hundred percent. It really was. I mean, yeah, because I mean, I don't drink, so you know, I don't either. So I, I don't, all that was, yeah. Well, and I mean, I I partake, but I'm not like an extreme partaker. Like Wes. Wes. Yeah. I mean, look at Wes. He's he's red in the face now. Sorry, guys. A little glazed over today. Wes looks like he's probably a old Milwaukee's best guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have not. I do not drink the beast. There's the beast or the least. I don't drink none of that crap. No. He's got to be a Patty Lot. No. Pat's Blue Ribbon. No. Wait, Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> hey, come on up. That's Mad Dog before. What, what about Bones Farm? Oh yeah, Listen, I've had a lot of Boone's Farms. Farms you know, Adam, for somebody that doesn't drink, you're dropping an awful lot of names. He's from West Virginia. He doesn't drink anymore. He's well, yeah, he's he dropping a lot of West right. Virginia. I, I, I work third shift at a gas station, 
So I got all the drunks coming through the drive-through getting their alcohol. I learned real quick. Blue Raspberry Boone's Farm was apparently Strawberry really Strawberry Hill is really good as well. It's funny. This weekend we went to the uh, we had to go to the grocery store and get some water when we was down at Gatlinburg, and there was a couple walked out and he had like a big old case of Bud Light in there. And I so badly wanted to roll my window down. I was, Dude, have you not seen the news? You're not supposed to drink that anymore. <laughs> I saw over Memorial Day weekend. I forget where it was. But a 24-pack of Bud Light went for $3.98. Well, I mean, I've seen videos online of people, like, showing the alcohol case and everything being empty. And there's a whole section of Bud Light. And just skip it and well, get right on going. So my wife's in, in uh, culinary school. You all, you all know that, but our listeners may not. And uh, she got to cook at the Derby. And she said when she got, she said there were pilots of Bud Light that were in the hallways that they couldn't nobody was ordering Bud Light so there was just pilots of Bud Light who was just sitting there nobody was getting nobody was getting I mean they're trying to save face go woke go broke well without going into <laughs> too big of a political conversation they were they were struggling anyway. it's, it's huge they were struggling anyway and uh, essentially what's going to happen in my opinion I think the uh, government's going to end up bailing them out, which they were they were going to get in a situation eventually that the government had to bail them out anyway, and this just sped the process up. And this time next year, probably, it wouldn't surprise me if Bud Light was doing better than they ever had. Because they'll, the government won't let the, them fail. The government will bail them out. They'll end up doing a rebrand or something, yep. come back out, and it is well, Anheuser-Busch, the Budweiser, side is trying to they're like no watch this we're gonna put harley on ours we're gonna put the harley motorcycle uh but i look you know they may pull them off the shelf they'll come out with a rebrand come back out and it'll be like it never happened because that's we're basically just monkeys and that's just we're just it's like oh look over here shiny thing okay cool i don't know <laughs> it's got a wait though because the bush light peach is out right now apparently a lot of my co-workers like that Bush light peach. Mm -hmm. I thought bush light apple was the big deal. Uh -huh. It's bush. Yeah, yeah. Bush. Latte. <laughs> bush. That's how fancy people say bush light. Bush latte. Like Target's. Bush. <laughs> latte. <laughs> Hey, if there's not a marketing person out there that doesn't get a hold of this Listen, stuff, if, my goodness. If there's not somebody sitting behind the counter somewhere and some guy both grows in, it's like, I'd like a case of, but it's like, shh, shh, it's, and it puts your fingers to their lips. Right. <laughs> <Shh. laughs> and the guy's like, oh, all right, then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so let's uh, move on from the alcohol world. Hey, we got our tournament going on Facebook. Yeah. 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 Apparently Superman got votes today in a doomsday. Uh, I was wondering why they were commenting Superman. Because it was Superman's because logo that he was punching yeah, through. And, it's, and literally that's the only doomsday logo that I could find. So, Well, when, when I first saw doomsday, how little I knew about him, I was like, you talk about the device that – the road warriors used as their finishing maneuver. <laughs> the doomsday device. Oh. 
that's the only doomsday that matters. Right. So are you a little surprised at the lack of participation? What is wrong with you people? No, I'm not. I am a little surprised, especially considering... I mean, we were averaging over 50 on the movies. Yeah, but sports movies is something everybody gets into. Superheroes? I have a thought. Uh Uh-oh. Breaking news. I fixed the light. The like in the heart thing, so that ain't it. Breaking news. For the first time in 19 years, Wes Crouch has a thought. I have a thought. He is the mayor. Did you see the light bulb going on over my other it, It's flickering. It's not very bright. It's dim. <laughs> so we put the emblems up there of the heroes or the villains. How much stuff do you think I could put on one of those little no, bitty I didn't pictures? Say, I, didn't say, I didn't say add something. The movies had the cover of the movie on it. Then I'm wondering if we shouldn't put their face up in the box instead of just their emblem. Because how many be people would have been would have known that was Red Skull's emblem? Well, it is. You do. Skull. I do. But it looks like an octopus. I mean, it also it does, says right. it in the words. Nobody but, reads. Like, but I, I get Nobody that. Reads. But there's only so much you can do. And even if I had the picture of Red Skull up there, that doesn't mean that they know who Red Skull is. Maybe not, but they but, would. But, but that they is might, why they may, may see Doomsday's face and go, "Oh yeah, I think I remember that guy." But that's like my whole point. Like sports movies, everybody knows sports movies. That's true. Superheroes. I mean, there's a certain group of people that go crazy over superheroes. It is demographic specific. You got like. And ultimately, you know, as you said, more people watch movies in general than probably follow comic book superheroes. So that might be what it is. Maybe it's maybe because so. maybe it's because people just aren't. I really expected a large contingent of arguments and stuff. Like I would be in interested this. to see when we get down to let's say the final sixteen or eight. And it's and it's comic book characters that people know. Like yeah. when you get That's down to your movies, yes. right? So when you, think, you get down to Thanos, or maybe it was maybe the tournament was too big. That's what she said. That's a lie. She never did. She <laughs> never once. She never once said, "Hey, your tournament's too big." <laughs> she didn't. No, no, definitely not. So you were talking about alcohol a minute ago. Yes, we're back. There is one place in, at the University of Kentucky alcohol it's uh, served. The baseball, baseball field. field. Baseball field. As of right now, currently, as we're recording on Monday, Kentucky is tied two-two with Indiana in the last game of their regional to go to the super regional. To go to the super Which regional. Which doesn't like. Why do we go from the regional to the super regional? It's going from sixty-four, 64 to thirty-eight okay. or thirty-two. Yeah. So you, you'll be happy to know that Duke has a six-to-nothing lead on Coastal Carolina. Right, but West Virginia got put out. So. Who put West Virginia? Kentucky. Oh. Yeah. So. Stick that in your so, coonskin cap and smoke it. Listen, something happened with UK the other day. They yeah. get beat by Indiana, what was it, 5-3? to three? Yeah. yeah. And ever since then, they have outscored their opponent 26-6. to six. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was the light bulb and, moment. And like, I mean, okay, we got to play. And they lose to Indiana, a team that they had swept this season. Giving up a three-run home run to a dude who had three home runs in his entire career. Did you see where 
talk about going out you know, on the on the softball side. Did Tennessee put out Oklahoma today? No, Oklahoma won. Did they end up winning? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, did they even lose? I, I, think, mean, I don't think Oklahoma's lost. Have they? they lost to Tennessee yesterday, I think. I thought it was Stanford. Tennessee beat Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. it, was, it was Stanford. I don't okay. think Oklahoma lost like fifty something. Well, that oh, Oklahoma beat Tennessee on Saturday, nine nothing. I thought I had seen that Tennessee beat Oklahoma yesterday, and I I couldn't. I was <laughs> I was at a restaurant this morning, Josie's in Chevy Chase. By the way, if y'all haven't ate there, is a fantastic place to eat. Shameless plug. But if uh, I was watching the TV and it looked like tennis. I was like, why aren't people making a bigger deal about this? Because <laughs> Oklahoma had won like 60 straight games or yeah. something. So they have advanced now. They beat Stanford today in nine innings, yep, four to two. two. So they're in the championship series. They will play Florida State or Tennessee, whoever wins. And that game's tied one to one. Well, I'm talking about Florida State. On the men's side in baseball, Florida State's record of most consecutive NCAA tournaments got broken. Yeah. So I don't know that Oklahoma's gonna lose anytime soon. Oklahoma's good. Yeah. They're I mean, they are the unless they Alabama football, the UCLA basketball, the Yukon women's basketball. Unless they have to come up against Montana Fouts and Kentucky's own playing for Alabama softball team. She's a really good pitcher. We need a pitcher, not a belly itcher. Montana Power. <laughs> but Anywho. the NCAA tournament's been pretty good. Baseball tournament's been pretty good. And been- I really enjoy whenever they make the College World Series. Like I like I enjoy watching that. I, I think that would be a fun event to attend. Yep. There's been several SEC teams that were Highly ranked that have really struggled in this regional rank. Well, wasn't it last year at the College World Series that half the teams in the field were SEC schools? Yes. Yes. We had eight of the 16 teams? Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get eight this year. No, I don't know how LSU fared, and I don't know how Florida fared. They were Florida won six to nothing. LSU advanced to the Super Regionals. They beat uh, Oregon State today, 13-7. Um, TCU beat Arkansas, the number three overall seed. A lot, of team, um, a lot of people thought Arkansas might be the team to beat. Yeah. What about uh, Vanderbilt? I know they got smoked by Oregon oh, last night. They got home. That was sent them home, I think. Oh, did it? Okay. I mean, it's just odd to see Oregon. Yeah, that was an elimination game. Xavier, Xavier beat them in the elimination game. Okay. So Xavier went to the Super Regionals over Oregon? No, Xavier beat Vandy. And then probably Oregon and Xavier had to play. I'm looking. I think that's right. I think I think Xavier went on to the uh, Super Regional. Maybe I, I thought was it was Nashville. Oregon and Vanderbilt. Maybe I was wrong. I know Oregon was playing somebody last night. And they beat him to death. Oregon beat Xavier 11 to 2. Okay. Did you all see where uh, Baker Mayfield's in midseason form with Tampa Bay? <laughs> him and Kyle Trask going to put on a oh, show. Oh, man, it's going to be such a show. We thought Jameis Winston's yeah. 32 interceptions were bad. We haven't seen nothing yet. I like Baker. I mean, I listen, Baker's going to have a game or two this year where he goes out and throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns, and then he's going to turn around oh, the next boy. week. No, come what? on. Watch and see. Does, it, does he not have the weapons? 
Does he not have the weapons? He's got better he's weapons got than weapons, he's had his whole career. Even gonna play. He starts the season as QB one. Yes, I'm going to trash crowd. No, they're 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 not going to go with Kyle Trash yet, just because they don't know what what he is. They're they're going to start the season with Baker. Well, I mean, they they can't. He can't even beat out Baker on the throws. So, but Baker Mayfield will throw for 405 touchdowns one game, and then the next game will turn around and throw for 77 yards and seven interceptions. <laughs> and it's like, how? What is going on with you, man? Like, I think. He was playing really good at one point in Cleveland. And then their line went to the crapper. Yeah. And he would kept getting like slammed and, and sat like I'm did they Antonio Brown that guy? Has he lost his mind? They they have a history of doing that. They did it to Tim Tim Couch also. They did. They did. Because so, they don't value their line. They Cleveland, don't. No, they don't which, value their quarterbacks. Well, they better value Deshaun Watson, old happy right. baby himself. Yeah, they paid him a lot. Way too much money. That was me in the happy baby box. <laughs> so, so where does uh, where does uh, Hopkins wind up? I mean, possibly nowhere. Well, I mean, somebody's going to do it. It's the, just a matter of the money. It's, the, the Browns are rumored to be in on it. The Browns and the, the, the Jets and the Lions. The Lions are in on that. And then watch and see. Kansas City will swoop in the last minute. Very possible. I don't know that Kansas City can pay him. He wants money. He wants big money. If I'm him, I'd take a one-year deal with Kansas City. Take a one-year, three-million prove-it deal. Yeah. Yeah, and get a ring out of it. Get yeah. that ring and go play for however much money you want. Yeah. Now, talk about your your former BFF. How's uh, Aaron Rodgers looking with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Trash. Scum. Scum of the earth. He needs to go back into a retreat. I think. He's pretty happy, though. <laughs> Did you see the video of him at the Taylor Swift concert? Swifty. He was getting down, singing the words, just dancing away. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I, I had a conversation yesterday with a guy that uh, I still think I, I still think whether or not Jordan Love can throw the ball isn't a huge deal right now with their with their two headed running game. They're they're still going to be okay because they can because they can run the ball. Jordan Love is not good. <laughs> He's <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. You have changed your tune on that. Here's what's going to happen. No, the I, NFL I said he's going to do exactly what he has to do to get us Caleb Williams. I said that all along. The NFL season going to have to beat Baker Mayfield. Right. This show is going to be all about Neil. Versus Adam. And then we got to have an Arizona Cardinals fan in here because they're going to be trash, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who is going to tank? But, Ari- but, but Arizona's number two work So, I, I, Wes and I have had this conversation many times. I'm convinced that that's why Tampa, when I got back, they were like, who can we get <laughs> that's going to make us as bad as we possibly Baker Mayfield. <laughs> they're like, hey, hey, Kyle. Take some tips from Baker. Right. Watch him. He's Watch him. You know, everything you learned from Tom the last couple of years, forget it. He did it wrong. We need, <laughs> we need to get a, a poster for the for the backdrop and have the Bucks and the Packers on it, and we'll track the season, and we'll just have it, you know, taken for Williams. At this rate, I bet the Packers end the season with four more wins than, than Tampa does. We're going to have – I don't know because I'm going to go with the vision. On this, like the Packers' division is a little tougher than Tampa Bay's. 
and we're going to be the worst team in the division. No. Yes. No, you won't. Who's worse than Tampa? Atlanta. Atlanta has a quarterback. I'll take Desmond Ritter. Carolina's going to be pretty bad. I'll take baby Bryce Young, who can't see over his line. Bryce. They don't oh. They don't imagine the simulation. He got offensive rookie of the year. That's bad simulation. And then I, the first Tampa time Bay. he gets tackled. If he gets tackled like Nick Foles got tackled last year, it'll break him in half. We had Kay Bunch him and And you got Nick Foles going, oh! Yeah. There won't be no, oh. Bryce Young will be laying there going, But we always say that about these little guys, like Darren Sproles at running back. We said it forever. Uh, running back's different than quarterback. Quarterback Bryce Young knows a, how to take a hit, I mean, though. He's going to have to jump every time he throws the ball. No, he, no he's going to have to. It's it's a four step drop. Automatically, he's gonna have to have the eight second count and his head. The, the metronome. Dick, dick, dick. He's gonna drop eight steps every time because he's got to drop fifteen yards. Well, line. well, he's starting in shotgun, so it's probably a five step. He's gonna hit so many offensive line linemen in the back of the head this year. A lot of quarterbacks do nowadays, though. <laughs> oh come on, they do. You see it? Hey. Baker does it with natural, with a natural Listen, motion. I was watching that video the other day, and these dudes are missing people and not being rushed. Yeah, and wide open, like wide open receivers, and it's not even close. It's not like it's off the receiver's that, hand. That video was perfect. The one receiver, I think, is Baker's first pass. Like he was not even trying to make an attempt at the ball. He like wasn't. he was jogging. If he was running like Baker anticipated. He might have been closer. I mean, we're also talking about OTAs. Maybe right. Baker should have hit him in the head and it would have knocked some sense into it. <laughs> that was bad. It was bad. I'll tell you who needs to have some sense knocked into him. It's Coach Calipari. Here we oh, go. Buckle in, baby. Here we <laughs> go. Wes Rant-a-Palooza. I'm over this hope. I mean, you've got... Five guys you brought in. That's probably your best recruiting class ever. Uh, ever, ever. Anthony Davis, John Wall. That was as two different a, classes. As I know, a group, we're taking two different classes. As a group, it's his best group that he's ever brought in. And based off rankings, based that's, off rankings. That's including, right? Based off rankings. I mean, that's including the year that they had the twins and uh, Randall and. Uh, Based off my eye test, it's going to be really hard to pass Anthony Davis's group. But all of these guys, all, all five of these guys that he's got currently are in the top 10, if not top top 15, if not top 10. All of them, ranking-wise. And then he just lets everyone just go beyond that. Antonio Reeves is coming back to college, but yet uh, let me talk to Cal and let me see if the NIL situation. He's, he's, he's not coming back to Kentucky. No, he's going to go to Memphis. Yeah, Reeves I, is not coming back to Kentucky. So you know, and then you let you knew he knew Oscar was leaving. There's no doubt about it. To me, in my eyes, he let he, he knew Oscar was leaving, and he let Hunter Dickinson go to Kansas because Kansas wants to pay him more. When you know you're going to have a glaring uh, uh, attrition at uh, at center. So you just let Hunter Dickinson go. And then, well, Chris, Chris Livington, whatever. I mean, best to you. If you're going to stay in the draft, he's probably the most, he's probably the most, 
He's probably the biggest prospect we've got going in. I'm sorry. Other than Case Wallace. Case Wallace is, you know. But he's got, other than Case Wallace, he probably fits the NBA. So, whatever. Good for him. You know, have a good time. But he's not done anything in the transfer pool to try to fit all these. And now, all of a sudden, he's going out after Jordan Burks, which is an uh, overtime, overtime, my friend, overtime elite guy that's okay. And then you're going after Joey Hart, a shooting guard, that decommitted from the University of Central Florida. And then you're like, oh, by the way, we've, we've got slots available. Come on over to Kentucky and play. Are you kidding me? Here's the problem. Brad? Here's the problem, though. He's painted himself into a corner as a player's first coach. We run a player's first program. He's not going to try to talk anybody out of doing what they think is best for them. Lance Ware went to Villanova. We should never lose anybody to Villanova. Uh, uh, Collins went to LSU. We for dang sure shouldn't lose anybody in the SEC. Like you, when you come here, you should not leave to go to anybody in the SEC. Uh, we lose Chris Livingston to the NBA. Willard to Washington. And it's like, what is like, stop, you painted yourself into a corner by, we're players first. We're Somehow gonna, Washington manages to get all of our guys that like <laughs> Right. Keon Brooks and Will are both in there. I mean, you look at Bryce Hopkins. Like, since he has come here in 2010, yes, the first five years, he caught the word, you know, he, he caught lightning in a bottle. But even then, he was letting players go to the draft early when they weren't ready. Daniel, Daniel Orton, Orton, his first year. If Daniel Orton comes back in 11 when we needed a big man, he's probably a top 10 pick in the draft. Okay. Now he's coaching, uh, Middle school basketball at West Chester. Congratulations, Daniel Orton. Uh, you, you know, Dakari. He, huh? Dakari. Dakari, Dakari Johnson should have came back with another one hundred percent. But so, but he's always we're players first. If you think you can go to look, no, dang it, you been, you don't get to the University of Kentucky and not have enough intel in the NBA to be able to tell Chris Livingston. Yeah, buddy, I know you want to go to the NBA. You're not going to get drafted, and if you do, it's going to be a second round draft pick. And you're gonna have to fight for your spot. But see, I I don't know that that's I don't know that that's true. I mean, all these guys have seen these UK players be average, and especially lately, be average. And they're like, you know what? Let's go later in the first round and go ahead and pick up Chris Livingston because we can make them better. Tyrese Maxey was a is a perfect example of that. Tyrese Maxey had a great year. But I still think I think Tyler Hero is a great example of what mediocre at college looked like and has been phenomenal in the NBA. I mean, Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. he I mean, wasn't much better than mediocre. At I mean, he played. He came off the bench. The yeah. majority, and of the all time. of that is just because Cal's gotten 23, 24, 25 guys in the NBA draft drafted in the NBA. So all these guys, all these NBA scouts are like. Well, he's from Kentucky. I mean, look Let's at Jared go ahead. Vanderbilt. Right. What do you call Let's him? Let's go ahead and take him. What do you call him? Every time you talk about him, he's a what? Great recruiter. He's a, so he is a snake oil salesman. He's selling yeah. people snake oil. And, and, it's, and it's finally the snake has turned and is biting him. Yeah. Well, it, the problem to me is he is being way too stubborn on the NIL situation. He has told, he's still in his mind. They are coming here for Kentucky. Now, that's true when you're getting freshmen 
out uh, when you're getting freshmen, when you're getting senior high school players to come play for Kentucky, you can still sell that point to a certain extent. They don't need to make that much NIL money. They will, but they don't need to make that much because he, as you said, the snake oil, I've got 25 guys drafted to the NBA. Come here, and I can get you drafted after the first year. He's telling those guys. Now, the game has changed, and we've talked about this before. He has got to change with the game. He has got to get in with the NIL situation. But, I mean, it's not his responsibility to do the NIL. But it's his re- uh, off the just, record, it is. Yeah, off the record, it is. I mean, it, it's it's for him to put these guys, these transfers, in with somebody to say, look, you can come play at Kentucky, and we can pay you this. And Kentucky should have no problem paying anyone that's in the transfer pool there's, as much or more than any of the blue blood classes. There's plenty friends of the program, isn't that what and they used to and call here's it? The problem. Blue chips. Here's another problem. He has made enough enemies now with those with those big donors to basketball that a lot of those guys are starting to move to football because football's doing it right. Meanwhile, Mark Stoops is getting noticed that he probably plays the transfer portal better than anybody else in the country. Bingo. So they're like, well, you know what? Let's just make the football team really Wes good. is really fired up. He's took the he visor took the off. visor up, scratching the head. Scratching the head. But Face is all red. I will say. Maybe that's still left over from the alcohol. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's starting to wear off. Um, I have long time said that this is Cal's last chance. Like, And it's not because he's got that humongous deal. We already, you just talked about the donors, you know, the boosters are starting to turn on him. I know he's got a huge buyout clause. There's enough people that will put the money together to buy him out if they need to. The less but he gets, the quicker they're. I think, as egotistical as he is with this, because you talked about, you know, rating wise, this might be the greatest class he's ever recruited. Yada, yada, you hear about all that. Uh, we got six players on scholarship right now? Uh, that, that, Seven? Again. You, you have six open spots. Yeah. And so we are six. at June. What's the fifth? June fifth. Yeah, you've got six open. They spots. go to Canada in two weeks, and they don't know that they can take enough people. Ugo may not be able to go, so they might be able. To, that's the reason they're trying to get these. Uh, we're the Burke, the listen, the, the fact that we're depending on a guy by the name of Ugo that we don't know <laughs> knows his head from a hole in the ground. He got Brandon Canada talked into coming back for a fifth year. Just so they can have numbers to go to freaking Canada, Brendan. That's where he should be. He's he, last name. It's literally it's, in his name. It is. But Brendan Canada. Canada I mean, wonderful that he's from Mount Sterling. He's going to get minutes. There's no way around it. Currently, he's going to get minutes. Um, Kentucky is in a as bad a spot now as they were when Billy Gillespie was here. Kentucky needs to Whoa. get. Oh. Wes you're is trying. You're not. Wes, Wes I, was trying. Like when you, he's getting better players. Yeah. Maybe. But we're in as bad a spot, especially when you look at look at the morale of the fan base. We're in as bad a spot now as we were with Billy Gillespie. Was here. I have told people I work with for years: if Tubby Smith is doing the resume that Cal's doing. He'd been ran off a long time ago. Well, Tubby got ran off for less. I think if Tubby, and we talked about national, if Tubby had, was here during the tenure Cal was and had the exact same players, Tubby probably has three national titles. Four national, like John Calipari is the only human being that can have that much talent 
and not put up more wins than he has. He's a good coach because there's a reason he's a he's yes. in the Hall of Fame because he is a good he coach. He is a good coach. But he's not a coach compared to he's not, Smith. He's not a great coach. No. But and and you know, for the for, for the long time people's people's thought process was you know, but if we get rid of if if Cal leaves, well 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 then well then where who? Who's it's, who's like and they're at this point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still Kentucky, and there's still a lot of people who go, oh, crap, the Kentucky job's open. Uh, right. Hey, I'll call myself. Well, I'm not going to wait on I mean, I'll Kentucky, if, whether they're in a down spot right now or not, it's still like Duke. It's like North Carolina. It's like Kansas. Whenever you see that job open, and I can coach at Rupp Arena with the, with the seven national titles. And the good ice cream. And the good ice cream. And you know, and the Blue Jackets that'll flip off the opposing fans and teams. Like, I want that. Uh, we need to get back to Marcus T. Because we is Kentucky, and we don't give no f's. Right. Have you heard this story? <laughs> I have not. Okay, so oh. Marcus T. You talk about that Anthony Davis class. They were here before they the the summer before their freshman year, and they're playing Oklahoma pickup basketball. Thunder. And the Oklahoma Thunder was here working out too. With Durant, with Westbrook. And Harden. With Harden. Anthony Davis and all them, as a group, beat Oklahoma City in a pickup basketball game. Yeah. And Marcus T, I think in my mind, I envisioned this way, stood up on a bleacher bench, something, and said, We is Kentucky. We don't give no Fs. I'll let you think of what the F were he inserted there was. And they and they went right fear. on out and it, won the NCAA too. It wasn't we don't give no fears. It wasn't food, fellowship, friends, or family. Was no, not. those are eliminated. Those are eliminated. And that's why I say like that class was different. He had, but we talked about dogs earlier. Say what you want to about Marcus Teague. That was another guy that should have came back uh, 100 year. Yep. He would have benefited drastically. But that that was when Cal wasn't trying to take anybody back. Go, go, go. I got a whole nother class. That's what I'm in. saying. Like, I got a whole nother class. He, he has boxed himself in a corner since the day he got here. And and never never looked at an Orton and go, I really think you would do well with another year or a Teague or something like that. Because it, when you look at it, James Young. Nothing. He right? boxes, and you're right. He boxed himself in because as soon as that class left and they got drafted to the NBA, he said this. He said this is the greatest day in, in University of Kentucky basketball. Do you remember when he had them all sitting on the yeah. on the uh, on the stage? Yeah. They did a press conference. He said, "If you're going to the NBA, stand up." And they all stood up. It was like it was like, oh, it was yeah. like nine of them, right? Yeah, like they all went. Yeah. So. On the flip side, you look at only guy, three of them had a career. You look at a guy like two, Warren. technically, because I mean, Wall. Eh. I mean, he got paid, but well, I mean, Wall wasn't in that class. We're talking about the Anthony Davis class. Oh, the Anthony Davis class. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, uh, but we still on the Orton class. No, but but you like you look at these guys. It's like Roy Williams all the time got bashed because he would he would hold players back too much. He would get players to come back when they need to go pro. Coach K, one of those guys I think had a good, like, ah, yeah, I think you need to go pro. No, you need to come back to the thing. If Cal had more of that, I mean, you think about it's great to have these fantastic freshmen. It's even better to, to have those super sophomores. Yeah. Jamming juniors. 
Like super califragilistic Like <laughs> It's important. And we can't keep t- listen. Severe Wheeler. We didn't recruit him as a high school senior. What the heck did we need him as a sophomore for? Yeah, but we could have used him at, at, we could have used him at uh, was he really that bad? He wasn't a Kentucky quality player. Adam, right or wrong? No. You're right. He wasn't. Reeves had a great year. He's not a Kentucky quality player. Yet, I, yet to be seen. I think Reeves was Kentucky quality. Then my because question is because he's a shooter. My question is CJ Frederick turned out not to be a Kentucky. CJ Frederick should have stayed at Eastern Kentucky. Power. No. Eastern Kentucky. Nah. He's going to Cincinnati now. Is that even is that is that more than what well, he needs to be? I mean it's Big Twelve basketball, which sure. Big Twelve is He'll go out. He'll go out there and average twenty three points a game. Fredericks would have been an absolute superstar at Eastern. He would have been. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes these kids, Kyle Wilcher, he found his home with Gonzaga. Like that's his. That was his level. He fit in good. Yeah. uh, John and Jujang at uh, UCLA. I mean, couldn't find the floor here and goes out there and and is almost player of the year. Bryce Hopkins last year, like we couldn't sniff the floor. And then who do you go to? Probably to everybody like that. Then you have your Deontay Allen, who everybody's like, "Ah, oh, he should play more." He wasn't very good. Right? Yeah, he had. Well, well like and Cal actually trip. gave him an opportunity because he got and, tired of listening to people. So he's like, "Here, play." And well, then he and couldn't. That, he, that team wasn't that good. Either. But again, there's another flaw on Cal. He went to Mississippi State, went off for 23 points, and what was the first thing he said to him? Uh, said. On the radio to everyone that was listening, saying, Dante Allen had a great game. We love it. First thing he said, Yeah, he had a great game, but uh, he didn't uh, He didn't scream well or he didn't, uh, didn't catch Trying to keep the kid humble. I was like, Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Right. But I, going back to what I was, well, I, this is his year. If Cal does not, t- and, and, and at this point, he has. Basically, Deion Sanders, his team. He, he's gotten. He's trying to rebuild everything. They're all going to be new, minus Check Diallo or whoever you just said. Uh, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta be bad. Uh, <laughs> he's. Uh, he he's got this. Like, he's got this team. If this team doesn't go to Final Four, it's it is legitimately Final Four bust. I think he's so egotistical. Well, I think he's so egotistical that when the fan base turns on him. He'll be like, after all the things I did for you guys, this is how, and, and he will leave. That's the only way he's leaving. I don't think it's the only way. So, us being a wrestling show, you're saying that we need a Calipari heel turn. Yes. <laughs> he's going to have to turn the heel well, see, the thing for the is, fans to he's finally. Done that, no, no, no. His actions, yeah, but he hasn't made a full fledged heel. He hasn't looked at. He hasn't pulled a Hulk Hogan at Bash at Beach 96 and looked at the fans and said, you fans can stick it. No, he's not done that yet. Right. He hasn't. I don't care what you say. This is my team. I'm the coach. You don't sit on the sidelines. Sit down and shut your mouth. If you don't like it, stop coming to the games. That would absolutely 100% get somebody to put up enough money to buy him out. But I'm, but but what Sean's saying, like he's you can't just dabble in the heel. You're either heel or you're not heel. So if... If so, he needs to go full Bobby Knight. Yes, and make and, and I don't kid in practice. And, listen, and <laughs> Cal all, is not going to do that. In all fairness, 
Is that okay? Do we need to check? Okay. In all fairness, everybody sitting at this table would have choked Bill Reagan. Uh, maybe. Ain't no maybe to it. No, everybody sitting at this table would have, would have, would have choked Bill Reagan. So, Bobby Knight just did us a favor. <laughs> well, I mean, you've heard interviews about it. I mean, Neil even kind of said that he kind of provoked But here's the thing. Listen to this. You talk about Bobby Knight, you talk about full-blown heel. If you talk to any Bobby Knight coach player, what do they always oh, yeah. tell you? They, they love coach. They yeah. love coach Bobby Knight. Yeah. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, probably one of the biggest proponents for him. And Isaiah, and Isaiah Thomas hated Bobby Knight in college. Yeah. But you look at it like, they're like, no, I, no, I love that guy. Because he wanted what's best for me. Yeah. You talk to Coach Cal kids right now. Listen, Oscar, one of the most humble kids there there are. When Oscar has problems with you, mm, but you, you're you're not high on Oscar's I, character. I just think it's an act. I do. I've thought it for a long time because Huggins complained about his work ethic. Then Cal Perry started complaining about his work. I mean, that's two great coaches complaining about the same player. I mean, two Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah, we're gonna find out real quick, and, and if he gets drafted into the NBA. He's not good. I think he does. He's, he's going to get drafted. I don't think he round. gets drafted. First round? Yeah. I'll put a case LA on that. Okay. I'll jump in on that. First round? I think he'll be a first round draft pick. All right. So I am getting two cases That's of fine. LA. Or doctor. Let's do one of each. Okay. Don't look at me. John, you, you, don't, you don't want in on this? I don't think he gets drafted in the first round. I do think he gets drafted, though. But not in the first round. No, no. I think I he's perfect. He's a perfect type setup for the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are sitting there with the last pick in the first round. That's a Oscar Sheepway pick. That and and that's the only reason I say that. Probably take him over Wimby Yomamba, honestly. No, I, I don't listen. I don't. I I'm think, just kidding. I think Wimby, but I don't think I think Oscar over Wimby. I'm just w- kidding. Wimby's gonna be good. Ooh. To be determined. What's our timeline on that? On what? On um, for him to be good. Well, they normally. Okay. What is it like? Okay. Four years. They're saying he's better than LeBron, right? No. I mean, that's what they're saying. That's what do just, you? That's just crazy. What do you consider for him to be? If he does this, worth, what makes him good? Like yeah. he's the he should have been the number one draft pick. He is far superior than anybody in his class. I would take Scoot Henderson. I would not take Scoot. So you're looking at Rookie of the Year. Yep. MVP, Finals MVP, all in the first year, basically. No. That's what you're thinking. No. That's how. But, but I mean, but he but, will get Rookie of the Year. But that's the way they're selling him, right? Because we've never, you've never seen a guy, what is he, 7'2? Seven, 7'3 seven, or 4, I think. Be able to handle the ball like a point guard and shoot like that, but it's also a completely different level he's going to play. It's it's one thing to play yeah above average Lint noodles that he's playing against now. So if he's a top tier player in the next three to four years, he's he's worthy of the first round pick. If he is, if he's an all star by year three. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I think we were talking about we were talking about Cal and his players. You know, you talk about top ten players. Shea Gilgis Alexander is one of those guys that screws up the whole Kentucky thing. It's like because he wasn't that. I mean, he was a solid player at Kentucky, but he wasn't that great of a player. Like Not, he, he was one of those players that were like, he needs another year. And then he goes to the NBA and becomes fantastic. He's a top 10 player in the league right now. Yeah. But he had the work ethic to put behind that. Right. So. I mean, Cal needs to make changes, and they're changes he's not going to make. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, do we want to do a redraft, or do we want to talk a little bit of wrestling? Wrestling. Can we not do both? I don't know. We're an hour in. I don't know what time, you know. I don't care. We can do both. You want to do the wheel and then wrestling, or you want to do wrestling and then the wheel? No, let, let's do the wheel and then we'll wrap up with wrestling. <laughs> wrap it around wrestling. What did? What do you think about the 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 redraft thing? I don't even know what you're talking about. You listened to the show, right? Not all of it. When we went through the 2014 draft, I, I must not have made it that far. Be tuned out on us. I need to. I need to cancel that part out. Oh. Can't believe you didn't listen to the whole show. That was a busy weekend. Oh. You got time. Go ahead. That's a good one. Yeah. NBA again. Oh, okay. And the NBA year that we're drafting this time. And we did what last time? 2014. Yep. Hold on, let me. Which was when Jokic got taken during a Taco Bell commercial. I'm just kidding. I did listen to the whole show. Oh, sorry. Why you guys a lie? It's just fun sometimes. No, it's not. You know the Price is Right game where they're going up the mountain? That's what that song reminds me of. It does. <laughs> oh, baby. We got a good one here now, guys. We got the 1997 NBA draft. First pick, Timothy Duncan. <laughs> Second pick, Keith Van Horn. Listen, I was a big Keith Van Horn. I wore high socks I because too. Keith Van Horn. I thought Van Horn was a dude. And then we got Chauncey Billups at three. Big shot. Tracy McGrady at four. Tracy McGrady was nine. Yeah, Antonio uh, Daniels was four. Well, he was showing Ron, he was the fourth one on my list here. Ron Mercer was six. Adonal Foyle was there, though. He was at eight. Let's see here. And then after nine, it kind of falls off. It really does. I'm I'm down in the... I mean, you got Bobby Jackson to get it 23. Mark Jackson picked 38 to the Golden State Warriors. Mark Jackson as in point guard Mark Jackson? I don't think no, so because not... it's a C. Yeah. I mean, you had, uh, you had Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson, yep. And then the greatest name in all of sports. God, sham God. God, sham God. <laughs> I remember that, dude. And then you had Louisville legend Dewan Wheat. Got West Virginia star Gordon Malone going 44. 
I don't think like, uh, I don't see really anybody. Now, what about Steve? So you said Stephen Jackson, right? Yep. He's probably the most notable in the second round. So I mean, obviously, if we redraft this, Tim Duncan is without a doubt still the number one draft. Pick. Yep. Yep. Kate Van Horn's probably still too. Tracy, Tracy McGrady. Yeah, so? Tracy McGrady would have to be two. Uh, probably Chauncey Billups goes three still. Uh, wow, did Derek Anderson even have much of a career? No. Brevin Knight? Uh, I would think. I mean, Brevin Knight had a pretty decent career. I would think probably then. Scott Pollard had a good career. Keith Van Horn probably goes four. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tim Thomas, you look at him, he was taking seventh to the uh, Nets. He had a pretty long career, was pretty. Roderick Rhodes, after he transferred from Kentucky to USC. Was he the coach at Augusta then? <laughs> That's a joke. Because <laughs> I can't believe that he was actually the head coach of Augusta. Was it Augusta? I think it was Augusta. Roderick Rhodes? Yeah. He was a Kentucky high school basketball coach. I don't think it was Augusta. No, it wasn't Augusta. It was uh, somebody screaming at the radio right now. Wes. It's Wes. He's screaming at the radio. What about Jacques Vaughn? Jacques Vaughn's probably a top 10 player if you if you redraft. Yeah, this is a really, really... It was a weak class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you five guys had careers. Well, I mean, once you get past, I would argue that Donald Foyle from Colgate. Like, I don't even know that he. I would I argue that Tim Thomas. Actually, the top five that we redrafted, I think, Tim Duncan, Tracy McGrady, Chauncey Billups, Keith Van Horn, Stephen Jackson. I think are the top five. How do we not think about this? It was where the kid from uh, Kansas State played. Remember the small point guard from Kansas State that put Kentucky out of the tournament because no. he went nuts? No. Like the, in this past tournament? I don't know. Cordia. Cordia. Uh-huh. It was a small name. So yeah. just, just an interesting fact. I clicked on a Donald Foyle just to see. 733 career games. He averaged four points and four rebounds and a half of assist. So made a buttload of money. Do you all argue that Duncan, McGrady, Billups, Van Horn, Stephen Jackson would be top five? No, I'd say that's I'd say that's it. And then you look at names to finish out the ten. Uh, Tim Thomas is probably still top ten. Uh, you, I mean, you got to obviously throw Bobby Jackson probably in there. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Vaughn probably is there. Uh, Brevin Knight's probably close. I mean, compared to what these guys are, yeah, I would think Brevin Knight. Uh, Bubba Wales. Bubba Wales. Oh, from, good old Charles O'Bannon and his brother Ed. You know, Charles was in this draft. Stupid Charles. That's the, the reason whole that we, reason we lost We NCAA. lost college, yeah. college football game. By the way, also in this draft, Bubba Wales that I just mentioned is from Russellville, Kentucky. He played at Russellville High School. Uh, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, Scott Pollard would probably go top ten. Yeah, nasty draft. That was a really weak draft. 
started strong. I actually thought when I first saw, I had the 96 and 97 drafts. The 96 draft makes up for this draft. <laughs> yes, it does. What did you say? The 96 draft makes up for how bad the 97 draft was. Wow. <laughs> the 96 draft had a young Kobe Bryant go number 13. Yeah. Well, we'll hit that one of these days. The Washington Wizards, fun fact, in 1997 forfeited their first-round pick in connection with the signing of Jawan Howard. Washington would have had the 17th pick. Thus, the draft only had 28 first-round selections and 57 selections overall. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, that wraps up the regular show. So, if you're not a wrestling fan, even if you are a wrestling fan, this is good quality conversation. It is. If you uh, want to learn, listen. If you if you like movies, you like intriguing cinematic television. You're gonna love what's going on right now for wrestling. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. We've talked about it several times. This bloodline storyline is the greatest storyline ever told. And now we are at the part where Captain America and Iron Man, we forget Civil War, right? Yeah. So here's my take on it. We're going to get Jimmy has fallen in line right now because that's what that's what Jimmy does. Jay. Jay. Jay's fallen in line. That's what Jay does. But it's only the last couple of weeks. We got Roman and Solo versus the Usos at Money in the Bank, July 2nd. We're going to go from that. I would anticipate Solo potentially turning on Roman or Roman turning on Solo um, shortly afterwards. We're going to go Jimmy versus Roman at SummerSlam for the title. Jimmy, not Jay. Not, not Jay yet. We're saving Jay. I think we get Roman versus Jay in Hell in a Cell. Is that is that back as a pay per view this year? I, I don't know. Oh, you mean in a Hell in a Cell? I think we get Jimmy versus, I mean Jay versus Roman in a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I think that's when that happens. Uh, I also think we could see Roman Captain One Team at Survivor Series. Versus Solo, Jay, and Jimmy. And so, like, I could see us going with a traditional Survivor Series match with them involved. It'd be interesting to see how, how it comes together. But Roman's spending the rest of the year battling the bloodline. Yeah. That gets us to the start of next year. Royal Rumble. So yeah. Roman's going to bring the bloodline back together. Because he's like, listen, you all have found out I'm daddy. I'm the tribal chief. It's time to come back home. Because if the end result is still Cody beating Roman, we have to stack the deck against Cody. And that starts with, oh, well, you know, the Moana sisters. Those dang Moana sisters. <laughs> when that dude said, when they, who had him in the, it was Logan Paul. Had him in the figure four, and he kept flopping. And he's like, 
That makes it hurt worse. Oh, yeah. it's excruciating. When he said that makes it hurt worse, I couldn't hold my laughter anymore. I want to find that guy. I want to sit beside him during every wrestling event moving forward. But so that stacks the deck because that's how Roman has held his title so long is Jimmy J and Solo have helped him. So then Cody in a perfect world would win the Royal Rumble again, probably starting from one. Yep. And be the longest be in the Royal Rumble longer than anybody else. Like, he's going to have, like, it wouldn't surprise me for Cody to be in the Rumble like an hour and 30 minutes. Like, it's going to be. Which, we talked about this the other day, and we're like, if the Rumble starts at 9.30 and Cody's number one, then we know that he's getting ready to go the longest distance. Because, again, it's all about making Cody suffer, right? Right. So then Hard times. I could even see a scenario where they they come in at the end and cause Cody to get a little, like I could see all this stuff happening because Cody still has to suffer. Anyway, he's going to have to go back through the bloodline before he gets kind of like Kofi Kingston did on the way to winning the title. All these things are going to be thrown in his way until he finally gets Roman and he gets to dethrone Roman. But I think the breakdown of the bloodlines happening, it's going to break all the way down. Roman's going to break them all the way back. But it's not going to be the same. You know what was missing in all that? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Because, they, because they, they just played their part already. They played their part. And their part's getting ready to be Kevin Owens turning on Sami Zayn because that's what they that's do. That's what they do. Yeah. And I expect Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to be a match at WrestleMania next year. And they will tear the house down. Yes. And also... I told Sean this. It would not surprise me at this point. Roman has made Jimmy and Jay both main event superstars. If they were to be drafted to different shows next year, I think we could see a year of singles main event runs for Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, I, I, I know. I just think at this point we're we're past the we're past the point with with Sammy and them being in this because I think Sammy's ultimate goal was to. Have it implode, and in, in, in his eyes, right. it, it has. Right. Well, and I think I think Imperium is the one that takes the belts off Sammy. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, and I think I think and Gunther takes the belt off Seth Rollins. Gunther's going to be in the mix. I think I think at I think at SummerSlam, Imperium takes the tag team titles, and I think it clashes the Castle. Gunther loses the Intercontinental title, only to. Then be moved into the world title picture. Yeah. So, did I asked Neil this this morning? Did you see the segment where they introduced the new belt to Roman? Yes. His exact words were trash. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I told him this morning. I said, "Did he not look disinterested in that belt?" Well, I mean, did you watch the TikTok I sent you the? Was it today or yesterday? Was it all the title belts? All, all the titles. Since 2013 when The Rock unveiled the new belt have all been basically the exact same. They've just changed color. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but I also told Jonathan, I think that's part of Roman's like shtick right His now. character. Is that, eh, it's just another belt. And I, I don't expect, I expect him, Paul Heyman to still carry the other two titles. Plus him, yes. Like I think that, like I think that's just what he's going to do. Well, I, I did see something that's like they said, "Is it just me, or did Roman seem like he was more powerful with two belts?" You know, and I, 
you know, there's I mean, nothing saying that it won't have all three belts. Ultimately, this is just a filler belt because if Cody takes the belt off of it, they have to unveil the wing the new version of a wing deagle. Yeah. Which I will mean, have that ugly W on it. The other the other belt that Rollins has has the wings at the top. Did you notice that? I did not. Yeah. There was a guy I saw a TikTok a guy I actually the belt. can't tell that it looks anything but just a big bumpy gold plate. Yeah. Uh it it's as close but the, it looks like big gold, but it's not big gold. Yeah. Uh because it doesn't even have the same lineage. Like when they when they Seth Rollins is the only person that's ever held this belt. It's not right. like it's a, a continuation of big goal. Uh, but you think about the bloodline takes all the all the top billing right now, but there's lots of good stories that are going on right now. Yeah. Do you think, how do you feel about the Bianca and or Street Profits heel turn that I think is inevitably coming? I'm here for it. Sean doesn't think it'll happen with Bianca. You don't think Bianca? No. Why? She's the female version of John Cena. To she is, but I'll tell you, she is too entrenched in it, with the fans, and they done done that with Bailey, and and it worked. It did for Bailey, but I, I don't think they need to with Bianca. I think it'll happen. Like I like I think it's gonna happen. I would be shocked if we're sitting here at the end of the year and they haven't turned the yet. They might. Just her at the end of the year? No, I think I think ultimately Montez turns heel. I don't know that I think Dawkins goes with him, but just because they're a tag team. I don't know that I could see I could see Dawkins still trying to play uh, less Maybe not so much heel as he goes a more serious version. And they were heel in NXT, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. Heel-ish. Yeah. But they just got so over because they have the entrance and all that. Like, I could I could see Montez kind of doing a, a Bailey-type thing. Like, I've done all this, like, and it hasn't got me anything. Yeah. I've catered to you, and it hasn't been a – Montez Ford – is a superstar. Are you surprised that he lost in the qualifying match against uh, not really LA Knight? But LA Knight's the winner of the Money in the Bank. Think about the way he lost, though. Like Montez Ford, I think, still getting in the Money in the Bank match because LA Knight grabbed the ropes, and cheated. But LA Knight's going to win the Money in the Bank. So there, there's going to be a new qualifying match, I think, uh, like a last chance type deal. Probably. And LA Knight is winning the Money. In the Bank. It looks like they went back down to six people in the. In the matches. And hey, do you think LA Knight's win? And LA Knight will win the money in the bank. He should. Probably a good a, like, good a good chance that LA Knight might win the LA Knight with the money in the bank briefcase is gold. Yeah. I'm I'm just glad they finally gave him an opportunity. Because I mean, Eli Drake, aka LA Knight, has always been good on the microphone. Yeah. And they're finally giving them the opportunity to do it. Let me talk to you. He's good. He is good. And he's good in the ring, too. He is. Uh, I really like where WWE's at right now. And I and I saw something very telling. Uh, 
Chris Jericho did a interview and he talked about creative at AEW and he said there is no creative at AEW. Tony Khan books the shows. And you can tell. And he said there are some people with input that give him suggestions, but ultimately Tony Khan books the shows. And he said, he said, so I'll sit down and write out two to three months of my creative vision for my character. And he said, quarterly, Tony Khan will call me and we'll talk for a couple hours and I'll tell him, you know, here's the hot points we're getting to here, 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 here. Here's what we're doing in between. Here's, and I, that was like, how can you try to run a company the size that you are with that being a successful model? And I think we're starting to see that it's not nearly as, it is a second option. Yes. But they had to create a third show to get Rusev on TV. Like, what, you, what third show? Collision. Oh. Saturday Night Collision, which is a total knockoff of Monday Night Nitro uh, logo. Yep. And yeah. the explosions in the background and everything. Like you said, it's Saturday night. So they asked him about like the competition yeah. on Saturday night. He's like, I'm not scared of it. I'm here for it. Well, he better hope that he picks the 605 time slot because college football puts their best game on. And I promise you, college football will crush AEW in rankings if they try to yeah. go head to head with college football. Yeah. But if they do that, that's kind of, well, it's college football. Of course we're going to lose right. to that. There's always an excuse with them. Right. But I think you're still, AEW is what AEW is now. Like, they're going to be what they're going to be. Yeah. Um, and Sean made this point the other day. Triple H and Nick Khan and whoever it is that bought, you know, in Endeavor. They're not one bit worried about AEW. No. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, because, I mean, we talked about it. Like, the top the top six, eight, ten people in the WWE right now, like, like we, we, we said Cody, Brock, the Bloodline, Sammy, Kevin, and Seth, Seth alone. Okay. Is beating AEW, and they're going to add MJF to the mix. No, they're. I don't think so, man. You don't think so? No, nope. not. And I tell you why, he can't be MJF as we know it in the WWE. Because the only he way he can't be can, not unfiltered. He cannot. The only way that changes is if, it, after Endeavor takes over, we are away from cable television. Cable television. If it's if it, if the only way you can watch. Kind of like Ted Lasso. If the only way you can watch the WWE is you have to purchase a streaming service, you, you, you're you kind of out of the guidelines of cable television right. at that point. And then we can get more adult content. MJF. And, and, and I say he won't, because who wants a watered down version of MJF? Nobody. 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 But I do think after looking at some of his last, because they do these press conference things after their shows, and I hate it. I think it's so cheesy. But his are really funny though. His are. But you catch they're trying to do a Austin McMahon thing yes. with him and Tony Khan. Yes, because every time he talks, Tony Khan makes like a right, and and he'll say, "Tony, listen to me." No, you sit down like he'll, and he he always throws up going to WWE like yeah. so. He's building that. Obviously, Tony Khan's not Vince McMahon. He's not going to get in the ring. 
but it'll be somebody fighting on Tony Khan's behalf. But it'll be in Austin. I do think at some point Tony Khan gets hit in the ring by Jeff. And maybe he doesn't get up. And and the and the other side of that is is Tony Khan cannot talk on the mic. Have like you all noticed? Made. Next time Tony Khan pops up on your TikTok feed, when he's talking, he never blinks. I, yes, his eyes are I all buzzed out. They're all and he never blinks. Like I watched him make the announcement of of, of the Wembley show, and it was like ninety seconds or longer. Dude never blinked. Maybe he's got those chameleon eyelids. No, I think I think he's on the uh, I think he's on the Lawrence Taylor. Oh, he's diet. De- he's definitely on the cocaine. I think he's coked out. One hundred percent. It could be. I mean, he's got all that money. I think Tony Khan's coked out. Well, their product has gotten worse and worse and worse. It's not getting any better. Did you, and and you know, double or nothing. Or you whatever. know, uh, what was it? Roughly a year and a half ago. We had an episode. Do you remember this? Where the three years, the first time you were on the show, you yep. defended AEW. I did. You, you were defending AEW to the letter because it was something different. It was different. Yeah. But it. But but then all they did is they signed every WWE wrestler that's been available, and they've recycled storylines that have already been done. Well, I mean, yep. you you saw the the picture that I sent you the other night with the four ladies that were doing the interview. All four of them were former WWE people, but we're not signing all the WWE. But, well, so and then they do all kinds of, like so they had the um, they had the Anarchy in the Arena match at this last pay per view, the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, um, and then Twin Jackson. I don't know which one it was. Super kicked John Moxley in the head with fireworks. But when did they get on the bottom of his shoe? Like we never see that part. Come on. And those are like Jordan ones. They're, like, they're not cheap shoes he's wearing. I'm like, what are you, dude? I guess there's people that like, like Sean, like GCW, the deathmatch stuff. I don't like it. It 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 makes me feel uncomfortable watching a human being get his head sliced open with a pizza cutter. Absolutely. Like there's not, but there's people that they're bloodthirsty. They love it. ECW was that way when the ECW first started. So GCW fans have essentially become ECW. We're, we're ECW fans. Yeah, because in standing ECW, ECW, now it's GCW. Right. GCW. So, but, but you're right. It's 2.0. But AEW has their, they have a fan base. It's a solid fan base. Yeah. And it's a loyal fan base. And, and they're going to continue to pull the numbers that they pull. But I just don't ever think they're going to be anything more than that. And I think maybe they've gone away from trying to be competition. Yep. And it's like, no, we're just going to focus on what we do. And if we can get a couple fans here and there. Which we've said that all along. That's like, just stop trying to be a competitor. Just do what you do. Like you said, like the storylines are the same storylines. Like when you know MJF is about to be in a feud with somebody, they're going to have to face like five levels before they ever fight MJF. So I think that they... They had uh, MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy. And they're the four pillars of AEW because they're the only four AEW originals because everybody else came from somewhere else. I mean, they were other places too, but they weren't big stars other places. Right. I think it was done wrong. I think you have 
MJF versus Darby Allen or MJF versus Sammy Guevara? I do not like Sammy Guevara at all. Uh, if he wouldn't stick his tongue out all the time and do those weird, like, just wrestle, bro. Like, yeah. you're pretty good. Uh, but I think the guy to take the belt off of MJF is Jungle Boy. I think yep. Jungle Boy is a superstar. I agree. And, but they're not, they, they haven't built him up appropriately. They just threw him in. Like, why should I care that Jungle Boy's in a, like, I don't care. And, yeah. and, and they're kind of to the mindset that Vince was at, like, you, we're doing it because I like it. Like, you, there's not, there's not supposed to be logic and reason, and you shouldn't have to care about it. You care about it because MJF came out and he said they cut a promo against each other. Like, that's why you should know. Like, give me, because we talk all the time. Pro wrestling is an emotion driven sport. Why do I care about Jungle Boy right now being, you've given me no reason to care about it. In the Luchasaurus feud, which was good, I had reason to care. Right. Because there was a feud. There was a storyline there. There was a story. Because people wrote a story. They told a story. You're not just, you know, I don't know. They're trying, they're, they're kind of treated like territory wrestling when they go, when they would go town to town to town to town and they would wrestle in Mount Sterling and then they would do the exact same show in, you know, Morgantown. Yeah. Because nobody knew. But you're on every week. You're on every social media platform. Of course we know. Like, you can't just throw stuff together because that's... The worst thing that could have happened for AEW was Vince McMahon retiring. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because once Triple H got in in charge, it was like, see ya! Of course, here recently I I have seen one story about Vince McMahon still actively involved in changing uh, the changing scripts for Raw and SmackDown. Actually, it's still Raw. It's, it's, it, it, he's hardly ever involved in SmackDown. But it's, and I was like, well, then if he is, then he's found the flux capacitor and gone back in time because he's putting stuff together that people care about. Yeah, he's writing the greatest stuff he's ever done. Yeah. Pro- I promise you, if Vince McMahon was involved in it, it would be headline news every single week. Right. So, all right. Well, what time is it? It is 8.40. Since we're talking wrestling, I'm scrolling on Twitter. I have seen that this past Friday's confrontation between the members of the bloodline is the most socially watched segment from SmackDown this year with over 40 million social and digital views. It's pretty dang good. That's a lot of views. Yeah, because it garners emotion. Speaking of emotion, Kentucky's up four to two in the bottom of the eighth. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you have your dice over there? Where is the dice? It's over there. Grab it real quick and roll it. Let's see what it would roll up. Because they hated my question last week. I liked it. Did you like it? Yeah. The potato, right? The potato question. Ten. I haven't been deleting them. We've already had them. Fourteen. Good one. Do you remember when you first logged onto the internet? And if so, what was the first website you visited? I mean... I was around when the internet first started. I know. Um, 
I don't remember. Do you remember? The only sound I remember is that dial-up sound. I mean, I remember logging. That's a terrible. I do remember that. If I had to guess, it was probably ESPN. That's also would probably be my guess. I don't remember the exact site. ESPN would probably be yeah. pretty good. I would assume that's probably what it was. Or it was either so, ESPN or like ICQ to sign up on a messenger site or WWE. Like, I, but I would think that's probably what. Yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, MySpace was around yet. Not yet. That's crazy. So, anywho, a very adventurous show for for sure this evening. We talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, a menagerie. <laughs> a whole plate of jambalaya. Yeah. <laughs> Smorgasbord. It's it's the it's the buffet version, the Jimmy Buffet. You welcome to the Jimmy Buffet. You can call this the Golden Corral Show. Hey, just, That's a good one. Just slide your chair right up to the buffet. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as as always, uh, it's been fun, uh, and uh, we have to tune in next week to see what kind of other crazy adventures we might go on. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.